Welcome to Samford University's Campus Worship. We hope you enjoy the presentation. Good morning. My name is Joshua Washington, and today I have the pleasure of introducing a good friend of mine, Tony Thompson, or as some of you may know him as, Tony T. Rep. J.C. Tony is a Sanford alum of the class of 2014 who obtained a Bachelor's of Science degree in biology. During his time at Sanford, he was heavily involved in quite a, a variety of things, but just to name a few, he was part of the men's basketball team, he was a ransom ministry leader, and was also a mentor in the impact uh, mentoring program. Initially, Tony hoped to use his biology degree to pursue a career in dentistry. But then the Lord directed him uh, to pursue a career in education, and now Tony is the owner and principal of the Academy of EPP in St. Louis, Missouri, which is a private school founded by his mother. This school educates students um, from nursery age to sixth grade, and while it's not a state-recognized Christian school, it does push Christian principles with prayer and Bible studies and really focuses on character building. The Lord has now directed Tony to, to be a motivational speaker as he has blessed us to come to Sanford today uh, to, on his Why Wait tour. And during this tour, he, he is really encouraging um, people of all ages to have an intentional lifestyle in pursuing God's purpose for their lives. Today, I know you will hear a passionate, practical, Christ-centered message from my good friend, Tony Thompson. And so after this short video, the next person you will hear is Tony Thompson. My name is Deirdre James, and I teach kindergarten, and I teach phonics. I really push reading and writing, and journal writing, and each child is just like a canvas, or that mold of clay that's never been molded before. So um, I treat them like art. So there's no, there's nothing wrong they could do. They, they can only grow. Each one has their own potential. I try to help each child reach their full potential. The world is theirs. They can be anything they want to be. My name is Tony Thompson. I'm the owner and principal of the Academy of EPP. The vision for the school when it was founded was to um, empower students to succeed. And so when my mom founded it, she said, these kids that are getting put out of classrooms or are labeled as uh, behind, they just need more attention. They need more one-on-one -on -one tutoring. They need more, again, attention, attention. And so. When she founded the school, she said, I'm gonna do that. And so she had a smaller classroom size. Socioeconomic-wise, um, about 90% of my students are low-income. I have a lot of kids who see things every day that, they, that kids should not see and hear things that kids should not hear. And what's beautiful about it is when they come here, it's like almost a shelter from it and it's almost like a safe haven, which is why I have students that don't want to leave. I didn't have no male figure in my life, so Mr. Tony, he stepped in, and I'm so I'm really thankful that God put him down for me and my mom. The more I talk to my students, the more my teachers build relationships with each student, it allows them to be more comfortable here at school, which creates a more a better learning environment, more uh, education-friendly 
environment. I'm interacting with kids who are going through some things that they have to have a hope. And so that's one thing we provide. The second thing is we provide character development. I'm trying to teach them life lessons through discipline. But at the end of the day, it's all, it's all through love. Because I know that some of my students are not getting that same attention at home. Or some of my students aren't getting that same love at home. And so to be able to provide that to all of my students is the most rewarding thing. Wanna make sure everybody is ever can everybody hear me right now? Good. Okay, I see some some thumbs up in the back. My mic is my head is really small, so this mic is gonna is gonna be messed with me, but I'm gonna I'm gonna make it through. I'm gonna scoot this over. Cause I don't even I asked for a podium, but I don't need I just need it for my phone to just to, to take the time. So we we're actually good. First of all, I wanna thank uh, I wanna thank Brian Pitts for allowing me there he is, Brian Pitts. I want to thank you for allowing me to come, come share and thinking of me. Dr. Curl, I know you had your hand in it as well. I'm excited, I'm hype. Um, and the reason I'm excited, the reason I'm hype is because I came here from St. Louis, Missouri to actually challenge you guys. Like, be, let, let, me, let me be clear. I didn't come from St. Louis, Missouri to Birmingham, Alabama just to like just share and give you just this pretty clear-cut message. I came to actually inspire you and motivate you. Like this, this, this message, like I, I want y'all, like I know, I know how it was in Convo, like people on their phones, doing your homework, like text and social media, I get it, but I'm gonna tell you something right now. If you just pay attention for these next 30 minutes, these words right here, I guarantee you will change your life. Like, I'm going to give you five principles at the end of what I'm getting ready to give you. I'm going to give you five principles. And if you apply these principles to your life, I promise you your life will never be the same. I guarantee you. How do I know that? These principles that I'm about to give you, the Christian principles and these principles I give you, actually I'm applying to my life currently. And since I live by these principles, my life has been just phenomenal on many, many different levels. So again, I don't come to you as, again, just to share. I don't come to you just, this is just gonna be pretty and let me tell you what I'm doing. I'm gonna tell you what God is really doing on the inside of me and really through me. Cause, Cause here's the thing, let me, the reason I don't wanna be pretty about things is because some of y'all are not ready for life. Like I remember as a college student, like people telling me like, Tony, Tony be ready. And, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna be ready. But some of y'all, some of y'all are really not ready for life. Like I can see it in your eyes. Like I'm looking at, I'm looking at some of y'all, some of y'all aren't really ready. Cause I'm gonna tell y'all something, as soon as you leave Sanford, as soon as you step, as soon as Dr. Westmoreland shakes your hand on that stage and gives you that diploma, life is gonna be waiting on you right then. It's gonna be ready to knock you down. Like life, life, life doesn't care nothing about you. It don't care, it doesn't care that you, you went to Sanford and you got a diploma and that you, you had one-on-one -on -one sessions in Bible community and, and that you was, was on campus praising Jesus. Life doesn't care about that. When you leave Sanford, life is gonna be ready to say, you know what, I'm coming, I'm coming for that individual right there. I'm getting ready to swallow him up. I'm getting ready to kill him. I'm getting ready to demolish him. That's what, that's what life is waiting on you. 
So I'm, I'm here to tell you, if you're not ready, you're just going to lay down and fold. If, if you're not really prepared, ah, you, you're just going to lay down and fold. How do I know this? Like, I'm all about stories. I'm all about stories. I love telling stories. When I, when I used to speak at Ransom, everybody knew when you came to hear Tony, you were going to hear a story. Like, it, it was, sometimes it was funny, sometimes it was serious, sometimes it was, you know, miscellaneous, whatever category you want to put it in, people knew you were going to get a story. So, hey, I'm back. I'm on Sanford's campus. Y'all going to get a story. And, and uh, before I tell the story, let me, let me give, this, give you this disclaimer. Like, this is absolute truth. Like, I did, this story I'm getting ready to give you, I didn't make this up. This wasn't, I didn't see this on a movie. I didn't, I didn't write this down. This isn't in a fictional book. So, this was about two years ago. I'm in St. Louis, Missouri. I'm in my house. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm now owner and principal. At this time, I'm owner and principal of the Academy of EPP. And so, I'm pressing forward. I'm focused. I'm, I'm trying to get things accomplished starting off. And I remember on this particular day, it was on a Saturday afternoon, I'm, I'm chilling in my room, right? Just chilling. Watching TV. I don't remember what I was watching, but I was watching TV and enjoying it. And all of a sudden, my mom, she calls me. Tony! And so when you're a little kid, when you're a little kid, you know, sometimes you, you're like, all right, let me, let me hurry up and get up and let me go run in the room real quick and figure out what, she, what, she, what my mom wants. But I'm a little bit older, so I'm like, you know, a lot of times my mom calls me, it, it, you know, she called me, hey, can you pass me the remote real quick? I'm like, mom was in the room chilling. You could have, you could have, you could have got that. So, so she called me the first time, and I just, I sat there, and I'm like, okay, she probably don't really want that. She calls me again, Tony! You know, I'm thinking to myself, okay, call me a second time. I say, yes. She didn't say anything. I'm like, okay, if she called me a third time, it must be something serious. So what happened was she ended up calling me on my phone. You know, moms, they, now nah, they got, they, you know, when your parents find out technology and they really get to using it, they call, they text. You know, they inbox you on Facebook, Twitter, one of all Snapchat. Come, you know, so she calls me and I answer the phone. She says, Tony, uh, I need you and it's an, it's an emergency, right? So I, so I hang up the phone and, I, and I, I get out of my bed and out of my comfort and I come into her room. She's in the bed laying there and my, my sister is beside her, right? She looks in my eyes and she says, a lady just called me and told me that your father owes her money and that if she does not get this money, somebody's going to come by the house and shoot it up. True story. Like I, I, true story. Can't, can't make this up. Let me pause on this story real quick and bring you up to speed. About Six years ago, and this is my first time going public with this, about six years ago, my father lost his job. And his identity was pretty much in his work. So when he lost his job, he kind of lost his mind. And so losing his mind became depression, and depression became some habits, and habits then became addictions, right? And, and when I say addictions, addictions to, like, drugs. And when I say drugs, not like weed, or marijuana, I'm talking like crack, right? 
crack cocaine. Like this, this is something serious. So let's go back to the story that we just paused. So what my mom just had explained to me was that the lady who had just called her was an addict herself and that she gave my dad some stuff and he said he was gonna pay her back and never did. So she needed the money and if she said, she said, if, you, if I don't get the money, I'm sending some people to shoot your house up. So obviously my dad, had, I don't know why, but he told him, that brought him by the house, right, before. Know where we live. Now, I, now, here's the thing. She could have been bluffing. I don't know, but hey, at the end of the day, I don't care if you're bluffing. Like, somebody said they're going to come gun down my house. Like, I'm going to take proper precautions. I don't, you know, it don't matter to me if you're bluffing or whatever. So, what ended up happening is I got the number from my mom. I called the lady back, started talking to her, and she ended up telling me, you know, what she told my mom. And so I said, okay, how much is it? She told me how much. I said, okay, meet me at such and such. Got off the phone with her. So then I left the house, got in my car, went to the bank, got the money, and met her at the place, at the spot where we agreed on, right? I kid you not, she got in the car. I mean, dirty, filthy. Like, you could tell she had not bathed, it looked like, in weeks. Got in the car, passenger seat, and I kid you not, the first thing she told me, the first thing she looked me in my eyes, first thing she said was, Wow, you look just like your father. I said it again. She, the first thing she told me was, you look just like your father. I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop the story right there. And, and just to give you a back, like what ended up happening, I gave her the money. She got out. And actually a week later, my dad had informed us that somebody had actually killed her. She was found, found dead. But check this out. The reason I tell you guys this story is because Again, life doesn't, life doesn't care about you. Life, life, life cares nothing about you. And if you're not ready to stand up and get ready and really be, par- pre- be prepared to take on some crazy, crazy stuff, life is going to take you, take the life out of you, and you're just going to fold. So I'm here to, I'm here to tell you, like, the, the, I came down as a motivational speaker, like, the name of this, stu- this tour, Why Wait? I'm talking to college students. You guys are in college right now because at the end of the day, like my first date on the tour was I was talking to middle schoolers. And I know how they think. They think I got high school to kind of get my stuff together and get ready. And then if I don't get ready in high school, then I can get to college and get myself ready. And then if and then college students think for some reason I can just do what I want in college and then I have some time right after college to kind of get my stuff together. Like that's always the mindset. But I'm sitting there like, why, why, what, why, what are you waiting on? Why wait? Like, what, why are you waiting? Like, for what reason? Why, why wait? Like, that's what I'm trying to get you. Like, that's my question I'm posing. Why wait? And here's the thing. Let's define wait. To wait means to stay or remain in a certain place until something or someone occurs. I'm going to say it again. To stay or remain in a certain place until something or someone occurs. A lot of you guys are waiting, a lot of you guys are are waiting on something to happen, some big event to come down and happen, some some big opportunity, and you haven't even put in work, you haven't even put in time to get what you really want. 
Like, I'm seeing all the athletes. I know you want NBA, you want NFL, you want, you want major leagues, but your coach is telling you to go 150% and you going 140%. Like, I see some scholars in here that could be making 4.0s, but instead you'll settle for a 3.6. I, I know some individuals in here that are like, man, I want to know Jesus, but to know Jesus, you really got to be serious about praying. To know Jesus, you really got to be serious about getting in the Word. To know Jesus, you really got to go seek him out and go have meetings with him. So I'm trying to figure out, like, what are you waiting for? Like, why wait? So check this out. I'm, 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 I'm getting into my five points, my five principles right now. And I'm all about principles because I feel like when you have principles, when you have things like a law or a code or a value system in place, that whatever comes, if you just go back to that value system, you will be fine. So I'm telling you. You might have your phone right now and you're texting your girlfriend and she's in class. Or you might be the girl texting the boy. I don't know. You might be in your vocabulary book getting ready for English. But I'm telling you something right now. If you didn't hear nothing I just said for that little introduction I gave, here's when you want to tune in right now. This, this, this is when you want to tune in right now. This is getting ready to get real. It's getting ready to get serious. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and go, go into my principles. Check this out. Principle number one, what you want to do, how do you not wait, right? Number one, find your pulpit. Find your pulpit, find your passion, find your purpose. Like John said, when I was at Sanford, for four years I was majoring in biology, right? Planning for biology, pursuing dentistry. Like I had took out summers shadowing Dennis, like I was talking to people about the DAT, which is like the dental MCAT. Like I was talking to people about it, like that was what I was planning on doing career-wise. And so what ended up happening was I thought to myself, my senior year of college, I thought, could I see myself doing dentistry for the rest of my life? And here's a better question. Is dentistry something I could do without getting paid? For the rest of my life. So a lot of you are like, Tony, how do you discover your passion, your purpose, as far as what, what it looks like on the earth, like what to actually do? What is that one thing you can really do for the rest of your life and nobody has to pay you for it? Nobody has to give you any money. You can do this thing for the rest of your life and go all out with it and nobody has to pay you money. So here's the thing. I thought to myself, you know what? My mom founded the school in 2005. I've had to work and grind in the school. I've been the janitor. I've been the camp counselor. I've been the tutor. I've filled in sometimes substitute teaching. Whatever needed to happen from 05 to current, I had done it. So when I called my mom and told her, hey, Ma, I don't think I want to pursue dentistry or dental school anymore. I want to come work in the school. This is how I know it was God. Because when my mom, when we having that conversation, she didn't even argue with me. She said, you know what, Tony? I'm with you. And I said, not only are you gonna, do I want you to come in and, and help me out, but I'm going gonna, gonna to give it to you. I'm passing the baton. So now it became a thing of now I own the school on the business side. Then she didn't stop there. She said, well, I want you to oversee it as well. I want to make you the principal. Principal? 
Who am I? I'm Tony, Tony Thompson, biology major. I, I didn't go to school for education. Like, I don't, I don't even know nothing about the education department. Like, I don't, I don't know, but, but here's what I do know. All that work I had put in prior to, my mom felt comfortable enough to give, it, give me this baton. So I knew if my mom putting all that blood, sweat, and tears into all of that for 10 years was comfortable with me taking it over, I know this, this has to be God. Like, there's it's, it's no question about it. So a lot of you right now, I guarantee you have your major set right now. You're studying, you're going hard, at least you think you are, and you think, like, I'm a biology major, I'm going to be a doctor. I'm an English major, I'm going to be a teacher. I'm a, what, but, but here's the thing, some of you don't realize that some of you probably, ah, some of you probably will not do what you plan on doing. But here's the thing, I don't want you to get scared, that's okay. It's okay, as long as you're doing your passion. So here's, that's the first thing, find your purpose, find your pulpit. And here's the thing, my pulpit right now is owner and principal of the school. My pulpit right now is motivational speaking. That's my pulpit. But why do I, why, why is, why do I know this is my pulpit? Because I can use what I'm doing right now to glorify God. I can do what I'm doing right now to glorify God. Find your pulpit, find your passion. Number two. Make up your mind. Make up your mind. Whatever it is that you say, this is, gonna, this is what I'm going to do. This is that thing that I'm going to do. I picked it out. Then you got to say, I'm, I'm, I've made up in my mind that I'm going to do whatever it takes. As long as it's, it's positive, I'm going to do whatever it takes to get there. Like, I'll be real. Like, that school up there. That the Academy of EPP will be one of the best private elementary schools in the world. Like I'm, I'm just being honest, and I don't say that of arrogance or cockiness or whatever. I say it because I've seen the work put in, and I'm seeing what God is doing, and I know like I want to do excellent work. So in doing excellent work, I just feel like God is going to be with me and continue to, I mean, in two years, just in the two years that I've taken over, it's been some phenomenal things all because of God using me, all because of God doing work in me. So I know, I already made up in my mind, I'm going to spend the rest, I'm going to spend all my life making that school great. I'm going to spend all my life, hold on, hold on, let me, let me, let me go back. I'm going to spend all my life making those students great, making those kids great. I've made it up. In my mind, that's what I'm going to do. And then not stop there, motivational speaking. Like, I'm, I'm going for, I don't know if y'all know Eric Thomas. I don't know if you know Karan Bolden. I don't know, I don't know if you know uh, Zig Ziglar or Les Brown, any of these guys. I'm going for them. I'm coming for them. Like, I'm trying to be the best motivational speaker in the entire world. And I'm not going to shy and be all pretty. Like, I'm trying to be the best. So I've made up in my mind that that's what I'm going to do. Make up your mind. See it in your head. Envision it. Wake up in the morning. I wrote it down on my dressers. Sitting on my dresser, EPP will be one of the best schools in the world. Sitting there on my dresser, on the nightstand. Make up your mind. Number three, this is my favorite. This, this, number three is my favorite. Fall in love with adversity. See, I can, I can already tell some of y'all like, fall 
fall in love with adversity. Y'all like, what? Fall in love? Tony, fall in love with hard stuff? What's wrong with you? Crazy. I'm crazy. I'm crazy enough. I'm crazy. Fall in love with adversity. Check this out. My fiance, Christina, is right here. Right? I love Christina. Like, a lot. No, like, a lot. Like, I really do. In fact, I'm in love with Christina. Christina and I have had our differences. We've had some arguments, but check this out. Even when I don't want to be around Christina, I want to be around Christina. That makes sense. Even when I'm, even when sometimes I get frustrated, I'm like, man, I still am in love with this girl. Like, I, I still love her. Where is she? I'm like, we just got none. Okay, let me go find her. So at the end of the day, a lot of y'all, a lot of y'all are falling in love with a significant other. But at the end of the day, when stuff gets hard in your life, sometimes y'all running from it. Y'all shine away from it. The heat comes. The fire comes. It's time for you to step up. And you run from it. I'm telling not embrace adversity. I didn't say touch it and run. I didn't say jump over. I didn't even say overcome adversity because here's the thing. When people think overcome adversity, they think I, can, I should run through it and skip through it. No, I'm, so, I'm telling you today to actually fall in love with it to the point where you're like, I love hard stuff. I love hard stuff. Like I, love, like, like I want you to have a mindset, I love rejection. Like when somebody rejects you, it says you can't, like, somebody walks up to you and says, you're 24 years old. You can't be a great principal. You don't even have an educa- you don't even have a major in, in, in education, a degree in education. You can't, you're not even qualified for this job. How, who are you? Then you can look back at them and say, hey, you know what, who, who was Paul, right? Wait, wait, who was Moses, right? Hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute, let me go back. Who is Jeremiah, right? Like when you really not, when people come at you and they tell you you can't do something, or when a situation, like your father addicted to drugs, hits you. Like I want you to stand in the situation. I want you to look the situation dead in the eye. And I just want you to walk. Don't even run. Like spend time in the situation. Like I look at Paul. He says, count it all joy when you face trials. He, he, didn't, he didn't say cry about it. He didn't, he didn't say go, 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 go uh, sit down and ball up about it. He said, I get hyped. I get excited when hard stuff comes. I didn't have the same mindset in college at all. But now I get hyped when hard stuff comes. People tell me no. I'm like, you told me no. Look at you. Yeah. Like for real. Like I get excited when stuff just hits me and I don't know where it came from. Because here's the thing. It's just a new opportunity for something to just get through. It's it's another chance for me to learn something new about myself or maybe better or improve myself. But here, here's, here's what it really is. It lets, it, it's, a, it's a better chance of me knowing it, it improves my knowledge. It gets me closer, my relationship with God. Going through that hard stuff, it's, it's like, man, I'm going through it. And, and naturally, what we do is we go pray to God and, 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 and naturally we just Doing hard stuff, we talk to him more and more and more, and we end up getting the word more and more and more. So at the end of the day, it's a win-win. But I'm telling you right now, if, if you sit in this, sit in this room right now and, and there's nothing in your life that's hard, there's nothing in your life that's difficult, I, 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 I'm, this is going to sound crazy, but I, I really don't think you're really giving your all. I don't think you're walking out your purpose. 
Because here's the thing. I look, at, I look at a figure like Jesus, right? Jesus is so dope. This dude fell, fell in love with adversity. To the point, check this out. Jesus fell in love with adversity to the point where he was hanging on the cross and died for it. The very people that were bringing the adversity to him, that were against him, he looked them in the eyes on that cross. He thought about them and said, I I'm, I'm fell in love with you to the point where I'm going to die for you. Oh, my gosh. When Jesus was walking around, people was bothering him, telling him he's not this. You can't be the son of God. Like Jesus, like, did not hurl insults at them, just kept it moving. I know what I'm doing. I'm on purpose. He, he, he embraced it. He, he went and sought out situations he knew. Woman at the well, he knew. Women who committed adultery, he knew what was getting ready to go. They knew people was going to trip. He didn't care. He fell in love with adversity. I'm, I'm challenging you to fall in love with adversity. Once you fall in love with adversity, that's a measurement of who you really are. That's when you really start living. That's when life really gets real. Fall in love with adversity. That's my third point. Number four. Number four, be loud. Be loud. Like, gotta be loud. I think some of y'all heard me that time. Like, you guys probably remember me as the crazy dude that was on campus yelling Jesus and doing the Jesus chants. Y'all probably saw me on Instagram, like, jumping around, acting a fool, and I was loud because I was hyped. Like, this is the Savior that died and rose for me to give me life. So I'm excited about this. Yeah. And now fast forward to 2016, and some of y'all are probably, man, Tony, I haven't seen you posting no, no video about Jesus. Like, are you not passionate about him anymore? No, it's not that I'm not passionate about him more. Now I'm loud about a whole different thing. So if you go to my Instagram, my Facebook now, and I'm loud, I'm talking about my kids, Right? I'm talking about this dude, DeAndre, right here that you just saw in tears. Because his, his, check this out, his dad walked out on him. His mom is a single mom with five kids. Like, he needs a father figure. So I'm loud talking about him because, check this out, he went to the Academy of EPP for one year. And now this year, he's at one of the best private Christian schools in St. Louis. The school costs $16,000 a year. He's in the school, doing good work. That's what I'm hype about. So I'm, I'm going to be loud about him. I'm going to be loud about his sister, who is, now, who is now a sixth grader at my school, and she just got accepted to the same school. I'm going to be loud about it. Because here's the thing. I'm tired of getting on social media. I'm tired of talking, about, talking to people, and, and it, the negative is, 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 is outdoing the positive. Like, I'm, 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 tired of, I'm, I'm tired of getting on social media and the turn-ups and the, and the twerking and the fights and, the, and the, all this and the politi politics. Like, I'm tired of that. Like, who's going to stand up and be loud about what they're doing for the kingdom of God? Who's going to stand up and be loud about lies that they're changing? Who's going to stand up and be loud? Just because you're loud doesn't mean you're not humble. It's okay to tell people, hey, you know what? I believe, you know, this school, my school is great. I believe what we're, what we're doing, I believe that we're sending kids to uh, great states in their lives, that we're giving kids bright few. That's okay. Because here's the thing, if I'm not loud with DeAndre, 
then he'll just go, go to the block and find somebody else and they'll be loud. Y'all didn't, y'all didn't, y'all didn't get that. Like if I'm not loud with DeAndre, if, if I'm not loud on, on, on social media or telling others in person what I'm doing, the kids that I mentor, if I'm not telling them about my accomplishments that really didn't come because of me but what God is really doing, then all they're going to do is go to the block and find somebody. And they'll be loud with them. Right? Be loud. Fourth, fifth, fifth point. Hurry up for the rest of your life. It's the last point. Hurry up for the rest of your life. When I say hurry up for the rest of your life, I mean literally hurry up. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm 24, right, and I own and principal a school. Now you talk about motivational speaking. Now you talk about starting his own tour. Like, Tony, how you going to start your own tour? Hey, I did. Like, hurry up. Don't, what are you, don't waste time. Whatever, whether it's your career goal or whatever you're chasing your dream, like, hurry up for the rest of your life. Every single, what I start seeing is after I graduated from college, right, after I graduated from college, you really start seeing time really does move fast. 24 hours is not enough time. So when I used to nap those 10 minutes before class, instead of just getting there early and just going over some notes, like I start seeing, man, now those 10 minutes are really crucial. So now I either go to bed later or wake up earlier to get more done. You got to hurry up for the rest of your life. You might be saying, okay, Tony, cool, you gave me those five points, man. What, but, but you didn't even talk about what you do. What I do is what I do, but check this out. Why I drive, my drive, my passion, y'all want to know where my drive and my passion comes. My passion comes when I, walk in, when I walk into the Academy of EPP every single day, I'm looking at kids, about 80% of my kids don't know their father. Wouldn't know their father if he walked in front of them. Like, on, they were on the street and their father walked right, you wouldn't know him. Like the, 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 the mom, I'm deal, I got parents who are currently dealing drugs. I got parents who are homeless, like families who are homeless and jumping around from place to place. So you may, you, what, what is your drive and your passion? My passion comes when I walk in that school and those kids, they, I got kids that like actually call me dad. They look at me and say like dad, like they look at me as the father. Cause check this out, like, ah, man, y'all not, check this out, hey, check this out, man, I'm, I'm like hype, man, I'm sorry, I'm excited. I look at the kids because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, that lady at the beginning of the story that looked me in my eyes and said, you look just like your father. Check this out, I go back to my school and guess what I do? I try to look just like my father. But I'm not talking about my biological father. I'm talking about my spiritual father because check this out. The kids, I want them to look. I want, I want to be able to tell little Glenn, like that's a real kid at my school. Like I know your dad's locked up right now, but check this out. I'm trying to look just like your father. So look at me. Look at Mr. Tony. Look at Mr. Tony. I know you don't know your dad, but I'm going to show you your, your spiritual father. Look at, look at me. Like I'm going to look just like your father that you need to be connected with. I'm going to make sure all of my kids are connected with their father if they don't know their biological father. That's my drive. 
That's my passion. That's why I go every single day as hard as I possibly can. I wake up at 5.30. I don't go to bed to about, well, go to bed later because watch TV, eat, all of that. But my day at the school doesn't end until about 7 p.m., Monday through Friday. It's no game. It's no joke. You got a title. So what? Owner, principal, and you still got to put in work. That's my drive. That's my passion every single day. So now, and you know what gets me hyped? That same dad, my dad, who, who, who spiraled down, check this out. Got his stuff together. God worked with him. And now, like, this going to blow your mind. Off what he was on, and now he's at the school, and the kids love him. The kids love him. Take it a step further. I'm crazy enough. I was crazy enough. We just started a school board. I'm crazy enough. I made him the president of the school board. You might be saying, Tony, you're crazy. You got a problem. Why would you? Look, check this out. Like, I already know, like, looking, looking at what God has done in my dad's life and seeing, seeing his life go from there to there, my, my dad's good now. I wasn't talking to my father during that time when he was going through that. We're the best of friends now. The best of friends. Love that dude, man. So you might say, what, what, what's your, that's where my drive comes. That's where my passion comes. My passion comes because like Jesus, when he was chilling, and, and he was chilling with God, he was cooling it. Now he, God was up there cooling it. He said, you know what? Instead of just looking at the mess, I'm going to wrap myself in the mess and come down and save the mess. Y'all didn't hear me. Like, he, he, God could have very much just, just cooling like, yeah, okay, y'all crazy. Now, now. He said, you know what, I'm going to wrap myself in human flesh and come save a human race. So I wake up every morning thinking I got another opportunity. Thank you, Lord, for this breath. I have another opportunity to get in this mess and be the hope. Neighborhood hope dealer. I can get in this mess and be the hope. I found my pulpit. I made up my mind. I'm constantly, every single day, falling in love with adversity. I'm loud with it. I'm loud with it. And every single day for the rest of my life, I'm intentional and I'm urgent and I got to get something accomplished because at the end of the day, I got kids counting on me. I got kids' lives counting on me. It's a motivational speaker. Like, I, I, I prepared hard for this. I got, li like, y'all listening to me. I'm not going to get up here and just give you some, some okey-doke. Like, I got y'all listening to me. Got lives in my, I take this serious. So I'm challenging you today. I'm motivating you today, inspiring you today to really stop waiting. Don't wait. Like, when you walk out these doors, I want you, whatever it is that you're going after, I want you to really get ready, to get locked in, and I want you to go get it. Like, seriously, go get it. Like, everybody say right now, I need everybody to say, I will go get it. Let's go. I will go get it. I will go get it. That's weak. I will go get it. 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 I'm not waiting. I'm not waiting. I will go get it. I will go get it. I'm done. Micah's going to come up and, and uh, pray us out. Good job, Tony. All right, everybody should get Tony another hand. That was real good. Good job, Tony. All right, let's pray real quick. Dear Heavenly Father, um, thank you 
protect us for this day, Lord, that you have provided for us to serve you and to serve others, dear Lord. Um, I just want to pray just for Tony, Lord, and, and, and just thank him for coming and just sharing his time, his love, and his compassion, and his passion with Sanford, dear Lord. Lord, bless his time, dear God, as he goes out in his career as to be a motivational speaker, an owner, and a principal of EPP, dear Lord. I pray that he empowers, dear Lord. I pray that you just send your spirit on him, dear Lord, for wherever he walks, dear God. I pray you just have a plan and a purpose that will prosper him for the rest of his life, dear Lord. Well, just thank you for the him and his blessing that he's been on me and for Sanford, dear Lord. And I just want to pray right now that each and every one of us has, has a good day, dear Lord, and your spirit just be with each and every one of us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. For more information about Sanford University, check out Sanford.edu.